Welcome to Fleet Baptist Church. We hope you enjoy the latest in our teaching series. We're going to start a new teaching series, and I'm going to give a very broad brushstroke overview of that now over the next five minutes. I'm being timed. (laughs) And uh, we're going to be looking at our core values. And we've had these core values for some years, and they've been expressed differently over the last six or seven years, but they've always remained the same. In fact, they've probably been the same for the last 15 years. Because really they're, frankly, for Rachel and I, they're core values of life, but they can be expressed in different ways. We became part of the Partners in Harvest movement a few years ago. And uh, when I came back from my last sabbatical in 2014, we were praying together as a leadership team saying, where are the people that are flowing in, in the same anointing that we're seeking to flow in? Frank, who sat on the front row here, went off to the Partners in Harvest conference. And he rang me up during the worship and he rebuked me. He says, why have you never brought us into this? Why is it we've not been part of this? This is, this, is exactly, this is exactly what we've been looking for. This is a bunch of people that are flowing with the same values as we have got. And he held up his phone during the worship, and Holy Spirit was all over Frank. And uh, through the wonders of modern technology and a phone where he was in Bath, I think it was that year, and I was at home, Holy Spirit just came upon me as well and hit me there at home as he was worshipping with others who were embracing the same core values as we do. And so that's what began this process uh, of the journey, if you like, of us joining uh, with the flow of the river that uh, we know began in Toronto in 1994. And over 12 million people have been through the doors of Toronto, by the way, since then. Did you hear that? 12 million! Forget the five minutes, I haven't started yet. (laughs) And what God is doing from that well that he opened up in 1994 is growing in intensity. And I'm going to share a little bit more about that in the members' meeting. But uh, the values are usually on a pull-up banner at the back of the platform over there. We've done change today. I've moved it so that it's nearer so that you can see it. And we're just going to be looking at those values over the next few weeks, up until Christmas. We're going to spend about three weeks on each of those values. And they're called fire values, Because actually, it's the fire of God that has come down in Toronto, but actually on on many, many churches. What happened in 1994, this is no exaggeration, I know occasionally, very, very rarely, I exaggerate. But what happened in 1994 has changed the face of Christianity around the world. There is no question. And it's still happening. And the fire of God came down. And so they've, they've taken the values, which actually are exactly the same values as we've had and many other churches have had for a long time, and they've got this crostic fire just to sort of help folk remember the values. And we're going to be looking at those over the next few weeks. Next Sunday, Lee is going to be speaking to us. Um, I'm actually going to be in Poland with Wojtek Church, having a very special conference for pastors, asking for the fire of God. You remember when Wojtek was here a few weeks ago? He talked about how fire was coming down in their meetings. He's called together, hopefully, 250 pastors from across Poland, most of whom have never experienced the fire of the Holy Spirit before. And he's asked me and a couple of other people to go uh, and just sort of minister that. So we'll be doing that next weekend. Lee is going to be talking to you about the Father's love revealed in Jesus. And over the next three weeks, we're going to be thinking about the love of the Father. We've been singing about it this morning. The Father's love. 
And I remember many years ago, I went on what I called a father and son weekend. And I went for a prayer weekend, and I called it a father and son weekend. And I was away in a youth retreat centre by myself in Clearbury, Mortimer, in Shropshire. Yeah, Shropshire. And I went for a walk, miles and miles and miles of walk that day. And the Lord was talking to me about my calling. It's, it was before Rachel and I got married. It wasn't long before we got married. And he was talking to me about my calling. And as I just walked down this country lane, I, I went up to a, um, a five-bar gate by the side of a field. And I just was leaning on the gate, just talking to the Lord. And there was hundreds of sheep in this field. He said, I want you to be a shepherd in my farm. I want you to be a shepherd. And so I said, okay, Father, I've had a number of confirmations of this. You know, I've had prophetic words and so on and so forth, but I need to hear directly from you. So pardon the pun, but I put a fleece out. And I looked at these sheep in this field, and I said, Lord, if you're saying you want me to be a shepherd for you, get one of these sheep to come up so I can stroke it. You know what sheep are like. They don't come near strangers, and they don't come much stranger. I said, get one of these sheep to come up so that I can just put my hand and, and bless it. You know, as a prophetic sign. I hadn't got to the end of that prayer when every sheep in that field turned and looked at me and they ran at me. There were hundreds of these things bleating at the gate. And I was, this, anyone who had seen me would have thought I was absolutely bonkers. I was laying hands on them all as a prophetic sign, not to bless the sheep, but as a prophetic declaration to say, Father, your son is going to do what you've called him to do. And, and that weekend, my life was changed. Not because of that encounter, but because of the love of my father. That was the first weekend I truly encountered the father's love. And we want to be thinking over the next three weeks about the father's love. Bless you, Zoe. Um, we want to be thinking about the father's love and how it will totally transform your life, if you will allow it to. You know some of those Christians look like they've got a face like a smacked bottom? Have you ever seen a Christian like that? You know, where they come into church looking miserable. I mean, I know sometimes we're carrying stuff, and I understand that. We all have, we all have bad weeks. But when it's sort of year in, year out, and they've always got a face like thunder, we don't want to live like that, do we? Yeah, we should be those whose faces display what we've allowed God to do on the inside. I've got a little secret for you. Your face always does reveal what's going on on the inside. You see... The Bible says that it's out of the overflow of the heart that the mouth speaks, but it's also out of the overflow of the heart that the face does what it does. And I just pray that we'll have a fresh encounter with the Father's love over the coming weeks because it will transform us if we allow it to. That leads beautifully on to I, which is intimacy. The presence of God, hearing the voice of God. We'll be spending a few weeks thinking about how do we find that place of intimacy? How do we hear the voice of God? What does that mean for us? How do we ascend the hill of the Lord where we can get so close that we hear the whisper? We were thinking about that a little bit last week. Restoration of the heart. Now, this, this can be seen in two different ways. This can be a physical thing. There are people that need physical healing, and our God is in, a, in the business of physical restoration. But actually, it's specifically talking about getting your heart right with God. You know when people say stuff and it hurts? Yeah, what happens is it has an effect upon you on the inside. But actually, we want to be those that deal with our stuff, deep theological phrase, deal with our stuff quickly, keep short accounts, so that actually our hearts don't grow hard, our hearts don't become bitter, so that our hearts are soft. Because if your heart's bitter, and if you become hard-hearted, you can't receive from God. 
But if you deal with your stuff, you have your heart restored. All that stuff that's happened to you over many, many years. Let's, let's have our hearts healed up so that we can be ready to receive all that God has for us. Because all that we can receive, we then give away. Because everything he gives, he gives us to give away. And then finally, he extending the kingdom through equipping, empowering, anointing of the Holy Spirit. I don't think they were quite sure whether to do equipping or anointing. So they got equipping, anointing, and extending all in one. It's just greedy. But it's about how do we do evangelism? How do we show this to the world? How do we show that we have received the Father's love, that we're intimacy with God, that we're restored and we're healed up? How do we get out there with this message? How do we live it? Well, we do it by the equipping and the empowering of Holy Spirit. And we'll be thinking just before Christmas, which is a great time to be doing that, about how do we get equipped, empowered, and resourced by Holy Spirit to get out there and make this wonderful good news known. So that's where we're going to be going over the next few weeks. I'm super excited by that. And that sounded incredibly camp. And I did not mean it to. I'm really excited. I'm really, really excited by what we're going to be doing over the next few weeks because these are the core values we have as a church, but they're also core values of so many of the churches in this move of the Spirit that is still going on that we've chosen to flow with. So, so that's where we're going. Next week, Lee will be picking up that one for us on the Father's heart, um, and then I'm doing a week on it after that, and then we'll move on through the, through the weeks. I think it's about three weeks on each of them uh, to take us up to Christmas.